Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Gang's all here. Welcome back, Kim, Ben, Ali. I'm Mike. And uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder, as we do every week, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You get these delivered every single week. And we start with the news and America's digital goddess, Kim Commando. Oh, my favorite company, Facebook, right? Yay. Right. Okay. Well, Facebook has become the fifth U.S. company to have a market cap of more than $1 trillion. Okay. So why do you think it went up? Anybody? Why, Why it went up? More people spending time at home with nothing to do? Because they can keep Instagram? Because everyone finally bought a portal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I wonder how many they've actually sold. Seven. <laughs> exactly. That's probably it. No, they passed the trillion-dollar threshold because their shares popped 4% after a federal judge dismissed the FTC's antitrust complaint against Facebook, saying that they still needed to show how Facebook was a monopoly in the, quote, personal social networking services. Are they monopoly? Well, add in the ads and it's close. What do you I think, think so. I think Mike? so. They're certainly overpowering in that space, right? So, yeah. I can't help but tell you this, but I have a Gmail account and it has so much spam in it. And so I had my laptop open and Barry's like, what is that email? Okay, so instead of Facebook, there's a website called Fbook. i'm like oh my gosh so keep in mind that facebook is just barely over the one trillion dollar mark so if the shares fall they're not a trillion dollar company and they're going to lose their t club membership so who else is in the trillion dollar club well starting from the bottom google 1.6 trillion dollars amazon 1.7 trillion dollars microsoft 2 trillion apple 2.2 trillion dollars so i decided to uh, turn to Google and say, how could I spend a trillion dollars? <laughs> One trillion dollars would buy 42 million new cars. Whoa. Wow. A year's salary for 18 million teachers. And the salary is estimated to be, they say, $53,000. That one makes you feel a little bad. Huh? Mm-hmm. It would pay for Congress for almost 11,000 years. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> You could get the star power of LeBron James for the next 50,000 years. Wow. <laughs> Mike, you like this. 1.33 trillion chocolate bars. <laughs> and finally, $6.2 billion a month guaranteed for life. Wow. Is that all? How could you spend $6.2 billion a month? How many islands are for sale? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you would say that, Ben. I mean, I was expecting like, you know, how many of these things, new gadgets, spaceships or something that you would want. Islands can house all these gadgets. <laughs> now, speaking of teas, uh, you know, all these kids have seen their parents on the Peloton bikes. So now Little Tykes has created their own smart stationary bike. It's called the Pelican. Get it? It's kind of cute. The Pelican Explore and Fit Cycle, which it doesn't sound like Peloton at all, really. Well, kind of it does. Basically, the kids can pretend that they're cycling on a snowy mountain with a dinosaur buddy. They can ride over farmlands to see animals. They can practice the elephant. They can take a virtual trip into the woods. They could be on an adventure bike trail. Now, remember, this is a little tykes bike with a tablet in front of it, so the kids aren't going anywhere. It's going to be available at Target next week. Good idea or bad? It's a little much for me. If you can't get the kids out of the house, at least you can... Get them started early. Get I don't them necessarily exercising like exercising early. How much know. does this thing cost, though? About 150 bucks. Oh, of course it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know. I had a rocking horse. 
I mean, that was it. <laughs> but instead of the Pelican Explore and Fit Cycle, maybe the kids should do a little Taekwondo. <laughs> uh, knew it was coming. We, we knew it was him. coming. Hey, this is a really cool story. Starlink satellite internet is getting ready to expand. Yeah, that's Elon Musk's other company, SpaceX. Uh, they have their Starlink satellite internet service. But first, a little game of numbers. How many Starlink satellites do you think are currently in low orbit? I think I read that somewhere. Probably like 1,100, 1,200. I thought 40,000. No, that's the plan. You spoiled that part. That's the plan. Sorry. How many are currently in <laughs> in orbit? 10,000. No. The number is 1,800. 1,800. Oh, oh, Mike, you were close. And closest without going over. I win. <laughs> yes. Price the, is right. Right. But the plan for the next few years is 42,000. Good luck seeing the stars. But that's a big difference. Even with the limited number already launched, they already have about 69,000 subscribers around the world. I signed up. Yeah? Oh, I haven't gotten the device yet. I'm on the waiting list. Well, this is across 12 countries. Now, that's 69,000. That's up from 10,000 in February. Wow. That's a, that's a big jump. Well, Musk seems to think that in the next 12 months, they're going to have 500,000 subscribers. And he said this week that next month, that is August, that it is going to be available worldwide, except for the North and South Pole. So I okay, guess so that's all, that's all well and good, but how does it compare to cable? What is the cost? How does it compare? It's expensive. It's not going to be meant for places where you can get cable or fiber. It's meant for historically those places where you haven't been able to get internet. 99 bucks a month. And it's not very fast right now. I don't remember the exact speed, but they're still working that out. They still need more satellites. They still have to work out latency and all that. But you still have to, it's not just 99 bucks a month. You have to pay 500 bucks to get the equipment. And that's if you sign up now and wait. You know, I always sign up for this stuff. I mean, just to see if I can get it. And I probably won't get like it. Like that truck. Yeah, I signed up for the Ford <laughs> 150. And Ian's still looking at me going like, Really? You? A Ford 150? I'm like, yeah, why not? It's like, are you okay, Mom? What's wrong with you? Well, that's a thing. So it's if you can get it, great. You know, I think it's uh, the percentage they said it's meant for like 3 to 5% of the world's population who there's just no way geographically, things like that, they can I'm get I'm really it. glad that he's doing this, honestly. And without talking about politics, you know, Biden has this whole plan. I think it's, we talked about trillion dollars, like right. $1.3 trillion to get internet into the rural communities of the United States. Yes, we do need to need internet everywhere. But if Musk can do this, we don't really need that $1.3 trillion broadband plan because they're going to be able to get internet. Yeah. Not to mention Bezos is trying to do the same thing. So you're going to have competing companies. Which means the price will come down. Mm-hmm. Think uh, about all the islands we can buy. <laughs> gadgets. <laughs> I think that's going to change a lot. And probably, I don't know, what would you say, Ben? Five years? If that. I mean, just look. It's not just satellite. I mean, look at 5G home internet services starting to roll out in different cities from T-Mobile. Right, right, right. Carriers. So, you know, it's not just fiber. It's not just, you know, DSL is long gone. So it's satellite, it's 5G, you're going to have all kinds of options. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and I don't like to tell satellite jokes at all because, you know, they're always over your head and they just never <laughs> land. <laughs> all right, the Windows 11 drama has begun just last week, I guess. Yes, indeed. Windows 11 is coming. Surprise. Things are already going south a little bit. Okay, let me back up. Microsoft has been hinting in a new version of Windows for a while. First, we heard about Windows 10X. This was supposed to be basically the Chrome OS competitor, really lightweight. 
It was a pre-pandemic plan. They scrapped it. That's not happening. Windows 11 is what we're getting. It's coming out later this year. Hints are kind of pointing to October. No promises yet. It's essentially fresher, more streamlined. Looks a lot like Mac OS. It does. It really does. Mm -hmm. Even that taskbar at the bottom of the screen. Wow. Yeah. So there's going to be some big changes. Probably right now your big question is, will this work on my current computer? It's a little complicated. If your computer can run Windows 10 just fine, probably. Microsoft has a, a helpful tool called the PC Health Check app. It allows you to confirm whether the new version will work on your computer. Well, turns out it was not working very well and confusing <laughs> people so badly that they turned it off. Shocker. Coming soon is what it says now, yeah. It does? It says coming soon? Wow. In the meantime, you can check either on the Microsoft site or on commander.com. We have a list of system requirements. It'll be a little more legwork on your end to see what your computer has, but you can at least check that way. If you are on an old version, you might need to buy a license. It is a free upgrade for Windows 10, but if you're still on, I don't know, what, Windows 7? <laughs> yeah, you should probably upgrade. That is not good for security. If you don't want to wait, you can get the beta version of Windows 11 right now. Uh, it's the Windows Insider program. My word of warning. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who jumped in blindly? <laughs> Did you? Did you? I have oh. Windows 11 now. Of course you do. <laughs> well, if this is your sole computer, if you use it for work, I would not suggest using the beta just in case things go wrong. You don't want to mess yourself up. Um, recently, we went on Facebook and asked Commando readers, what was your favorite version of Windows? What do you think we heard most? Or what were your favorites? Oh, Vista, hands down. I was no. thinking, like, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Windows 7 we had around here for a while. Yeah. People love Windows 7. I, I think, you know what? I think people want Windows XP back. I liked XP. And maybe just because of the time in your life, it was just, yeah. it worked well and everything. Was, ding, you know. ding, ding. Yes. XP and 7 were most loved. I loved this comment from somebody named Rick. After Windows 8, I don't complain about any of them. Windows 8 was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. I life is good. Have you seen all the scuttlebutt about Bill Gates that yeah. is all coming out now? Yeah. I, I like the one that I read this morning that people are complaining that he was really hard in meetings. And and when you presented your solution to something, he would like sit back and lean back and go, well, that was the dumbest effing idea I've ever <laughs> <Whoa>. heard. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I thought, wow, I'd like to see his glass door. Sounds reviews. like Steve Jobs <laughs> to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so here's something I don't understand about Windows. Did they say that this was like the last Windows operating system? And why? What are they going to do next if they don't have another operating system? I mean, that was what was said about Windows 10. This is right. going to be the last one. But I, I don't see that happening. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't make it the last one because they really wanted this to be like a big version of Windows. But because of the whole chip shortage... They couldn't rely on people to go out and buy new computers because we don't really have the new chips out there to put in the computers and so on. So they kind of did a scale back. But what this means is that with Windows 11, that we're going to have Windows at least till the end of this decade. Oh, wow. Yes. And it won't work on all the computers out there. It's It has far more strict uh, requirements of the computer you have. So Okay. Well, maybe Elon Musk... Will get involved in the computer industry hey. with PCs and things like that, and then you know Elon Musk can get together with Bill Gates, and then they—did right. you hear that they're working on like a, a special solution for to cure erectile dysfunction? <laughs> oh. They're calling it Elon Gates. <laughs> <laughs>
Later on, we're going to talk about streaming devices and what you use and what's the best and what's what we use. Also, easy ways to free up space on your smartphone. Kim's going to be back for Ben's product review. What, what is it this week, Ben? Uh, the Sleep Phones headband. Which I'm sure you look just fantastic in. Are oh, you going I, Are I you going to awesome. sport that today Again? as we do the review? No, it's like that's that's by invitation only. <laughs> okay. You know, if he did that, we'd have to like rename him like computer because <laughs> you know he would go to sleep when left unattended for five minutes. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Uh, also, brand new or not true is just ahead. It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. And brand new or not true is just ahead. But first, we're going to start with a quick tip and how to free up space on your smartphone. Ben. Join me for a moment. Think back to the dark times when the first iPhone came out in 2007. The entry-level version only had four gigs of storage. <laughs> how did we survive? I know. How we got through it, I don't know. You know, cloud storage has become huge over the past several years to alleviate a lot of that. But you still save a bunch of stuff on your phone, you know. Photos, videos, it's easy to run out of space if you're not careful. It doesn't matter how much storage you have. Well, the easiest way to find out what's taking up all the space on your phone and erase, you know, clear out some space, on an iPhone, tap settings, then general. Scroll down and tap iPhone storage. You'll see a bar that shows all the content that's taking up space, including the apps. And the list is displayed in descending order uh, for Jim, what's taking up the most to the least. And if you see a bunch of apps that you don't use and you don't even remember you have, Go in and delete those. Uh, if you have an Android, you can open settings, then storage, see what's taking up space there too. Now, if you want to go back and delete old photos, videos, go ahead, like old memes and GIFs or GIFs, however you prefer to say it, fine. But if you, know, if you start deleting photos, at least back up the library first, just in case you have second thoughts later. And here's something you might not think about. If you have streaming apps on your phone like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, whatever, remember, they allow you to download movies and shows for offline viewing. If you've done that and forgot about it, those files can take up a lot of space on your phone. So let's say you have downloads on Netflix, open the app, tap downloads on the bottom right, and see what's there, and you can delete them from your phone. Uh, check out more tips to clear out space on your smartphone at commando.com. Good tip, Ben. Thank you. And it's time now for America's newest national game show sensation, where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new product sites and ideas are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others not so much so. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy and outlandish, you think, what were they thinking? And then all of a sudden, we've got another tech bazillionaire. All right, when playing Brand New or Not True, we'll present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two are fake and one is real. Do we have a theme this week? We do. Stuff for kids. Okay. All right. Product number one. Kindles are a really great way to read your favorite stories without all the distractions that a regular tablet or a phone has. But they aren't ideal for little kids. That's where the Read With Me e-reader comes in. It's for kids three and up. For toddlers, you can choose from 20 preloaded audio stories. Of course, you can buy more for about $2 a pop. Once your kid starts reading, you can turn on the assisted reader mode. Read With Me functions kind of like a normal e-reader, but it's got these easy to activate help features. If your kid isn't sure what a word is, he or she can just tap on it to hear it out loud. They can also have the entire story read aloud and follow along. And when your kid is a stronger reader, yep, it works just like a regular e-reader. Not much different from a Kindle, though it can take a few more drops and spills. 
The Read With Me is $159. Okay, Read With Me, thank you. Number two. Product two, we all, let's admit it, we all take our phones with us to the bathroom. Why can't kids do the same? They can, almost, with the iPotty. The iPotty (laughs) is, yes, a little plastic potty equipped with an adjustable iPad stand. It holds your kid's iPad in place while the kid plays and does his business. A clear touchscreen protector guards against smudges, messy hands, and any splashes. The stand rotates 360 degrees, and you can easily switch between horizontal and vertical views with three different positions depending on your kid's placement. This is made for kids 18 months and up, up to 43 pounds, and it costs about 40 bucks. Okay, go ahead. Last up, trackers, whether they're in a watch, on a phone, or in some other tech, can help you keep an eye on your kid, no matter where she is. But older kids especially don't always want to be tracked, and it's easy to leave that tile or air tag at home or switch off location sharing on a phone. The GPS backpack from AngelSense is a more subtle way to keep an eye out. No, this isn't a tracker your kid can remove. The GPS is built right into the backpack. There's a built-in phone charger, too, just in case you don't want any questions about why there are built-in electronics in this backpack. You can log in from your phone at any time and open the the compatible app to make sure your kid is where she should be. No guarantees she won't leave the backpack somewhere else, though. Uh, The AngelSense backpack costs $99 plus a $5 a month subscription. Okay, we've got the three products. Read With Me for $159, which uh, is kind of an e-reader for kids. The iPotty, a stand for kids to hold their phone for 40 bucks, And the GPS tracker backpack at $99. First, the iPotty. I'm going to go right to that one, and I'm going to say that one's not true. That one's probably the true product, but it sounds so outlandish. We've definitely jumped the shark if that's real. So I'm going to eliminate that one. GPS tracker backpack for $99. Sounds like a pretty good idea um, for for $99, maybe in $5 a month. But uh, I don't know. Something about that says uh, you're you're sneaking something up on your kids, and I'm not sure how how parents would feel about that. Some, yeah, some no, okay. All right, but I'm gonna go with the Read With Me. It sounded like a great product. It's very doable for, you know, maybe a tablet or whatever. And uh, it's educational for $159, it seems like. Is it the tablet itself or is it just an uh, an app for a tablet? It's the whole thing. It's the it's whole the thing. Well, 159 bucks, you can get tablets for less than that now. So I'm gonna say that's real. I can poke holes in all three of these. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, you know, the the backpack. I'm going to agree that to eliminate that one because I don't know. It seems like you know there's a lot of questions you throw in the washer. Oh, you've ruined it. I mean, a lot of backpacks have so many pockets that even if parents, you know, I'm not condoning this, wanted to secretly track their kids without telling, they could they could find a spot for little tiles and things like that. So it almost seems like it's you know, not necessary. Um, so I'm going to rule that one out. But what about the iPotty? That one is like the minute she said that I could, I could already see like cease and desist <laughs> letter from Apple to this company. Uh huh. You know, stop using what sounds like our name. Uh huh. That you would use with our products. Um. So I'm going back and forth. I think you know the I was going to rule out the e-reader just because. Well, they make Kindles for kids. They make uh, cheaper tablets for kids than 160 bucks that y- you can limit to, you know, e-reader functions. Mm-hmm. 
or tablets and things like that. But that's the one that's been hardest. And I know I try not to pick the same thing as mm-hmm. as as you. Just, you know, just we have a better chance that way. But of the choices, I'm going to have to say that the e-reader is still the most likely to be real. All right. Okay. Ready? Ready. Okay. Nobody picked the Angel Sun's backpack because it's fake. Well done. Well nice. Done. All right. The real product is the iPoddy. Oh, that's the first one I eliminated, of Apple? course. Does Apple know about this? Right. You should give them a call. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> Your kid can't even go on his little potty without his <laughs> iPad. Seems a little nuts to me. Uh, I think I made a pretty good e-reader, though, and maybe this is my next billion dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thanks, you, Ben and Allie. And up next, we're going to take a look at, uh, well, digital streaming. When it comes to music and movies, do you still buy digital streaming? Do you get DVDs, Blu-rays, CDs, vinyl? Do we have any vinyl lovers in the crowd? I'm sure there's some listening. And also our scam of the week. uh, Well, scammers are coming after seniors now. It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech so you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. This week we're taking a look at streaming, specifically digital streaming, uh, how to get your movies, music, uh, that sort of thing. Ben? Yeah, it's hard to find anything, whether it is movies, TV shows, music, or even books that aren't available as digital downloads or at some capacity of streaming. You know, go back 25 years, I had a pretty cool CD collection. (laughs) It was awesome, man. I had like a 12-disc changer in the car. Yeah, good times. Uh But I haven't bought a CD, I don't think, since 2003, since MP3s really took off. Right. You know, iPods and all that, Napster. You know, movies are a different story. Now, I've I've slowed way down the past few years, but I still kind of... If there's a nice box set or a you know steel book or something that's you know a physical copy like a Blu-ray or something like that, I still might buy it and I justify it. Says, well, Blu-ray is going to look better and sound better than any kind of streaming anyway. It's a physical disc as opposed to hoping your internet connection is good enough. So I'm going to say what we're that. all thinking. Mm-hmm. You're not going to notice the difference, Ben. I do. Uh, do you? <laughs> I do. I, he doesn't. I do. Now, like I said, music. I've been Spotify, Apple Music, whatever for years, but movies. I will, from time to time, has to be something, and it has to be something grand, you know, Star Wars or something that's just like box office that you would, when you go to a theater, go see it an IMAX or something like that, spectacle, no rom-coms, nothing like that I'd buy on Blu-ray, so. Okay. The man has standards. Yes. Is what we're hearing. <laughs> yeah, now, what, and, you know, like I said, books, I, I'm not really a reader, but, you know, I'm, some of us in the group are. <laughs> what, uh, what do you guys do? Kindle. Yeah, I... As far as like physical media, rather, I haven't bought a movie, a CD, uh, anything in, you know, yeah, a decade at least, probably more. I can't even remember the last time I bought any of that. The only physical thing I buy are books. Um, I do read on a Kindle as well, and I like I like those. I like audiobooks too. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but, you know, it's kind of the same thing. A special version of a book I really love or... One of my favorite books, I just want to have a physical copy. So like for it looks nice on a book, bookshelf yeah. or something yep. like that. So 
I actually ordered a book uh, maybe about two years ago as a multifamily book, and the writing was so small I could barely <laughs> read it, and I you know got past the first chapter, struggled past the first chapter. I can um, see Mike just using his fingers. Like, yeah, <laughs> really, to he's trying to pinch. Why isn't this Zoom working? in. Uh, but anyway, that book is uh, still on my nightstand, and uh, I haven't picked it up in two years. That is the nice thing about Kindles. It makes it anything is accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. You can read at night think, without a big light. And I would have gotten that book on Kindle had it been available, but it wasn't. Yeah. So um, that's the only reason I ordered it. Do you ever listen to audiobooks, Mike? Um. No. Yeah. You no. should try it sometime. I think it's great. Once you get used to it, it's such a an easy way to, you know, when you're driving. To me, that's just kind of extra time that I can use to listen to a book and not just waste on. But don't you have to buy, like for Kindle or through Amazon, you usually have to buy the book and then add the audio, right? So it's an extra 9 or $10 or I think it's, 60, $13. Yeah, it it's usually its own purchase now. With Audible, Audible's still so expensive. You right. can You get like one book a month basically for I want to say around 20 bucks maybe a little less than that now which is pretty expensive I have seen some competitors though that are much lower cost audiobooks maybe we'll talk about that in coming weeks no that's that's a good idea yeah yeah it's a tech refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends one of the things that we promise every week is to keep you from getting scammed so every week we take a look at a new scam that you need to know about scam of the week this week uh the scammers are going after seniors Yeah, this week I'm doing something a little different, not just focusing on one specific scam. I want to give a little PSA for all the older folks in your life, or maybe you're older and you're targeted by these scams. So the FBI just put out their annual digital internet crime complaint report, and people over 60 lost nearly $1 billion in online fraud and scam last year. Uh, June 15th, which passed a bit ago was World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. And I didn't want to let this pass completely without us diving into this a little bit. So the pandemic changed some things, mostly making a lot of older people shop online for the first time. One of the biggest fraud schemes was non-delivery of goods. So they ordered something maybe from a social media ad or a sketchy website. It never came. Well, they're out of luck. So Talk to the people in your life. The most common scams against seniors in 2020 were extortion. Those are the ones that say, hey, we have this information on you. Unless you pay us some money or give us gift cards, we're going to release this. Um, Non-payment or non-delivery. So you bought something on a website, it never shows up. Tech support fraud. Someone calls you and says, hey, there's something wrong with your computer. I can help you. Just let me remote in. And identity theft, which is always huge. Now, Why are older adults such popular targets? A lot of it comes down to money. Older people tend to be more financially stable, and elderly people are sometimes easier to fool with tactics that younger people might not fall for. Of course, this is not always true. Uh, There was a recent study that showed millennials were losing more money than older generations in scams. But either way, knowledge is power. I'll do a little shameless plug for our commando newsletters. Get our alert newsletter. Sign your older relatives up for it. We let you know about the latest scams, things to watch out for, and that's really the only way you know what to look for. Yeah. Is that like a double opt-in or whatever for the newsletters? So you, you can just you can share it with them, or how does that work? Yeah, you can certainly forward them an email and tell them to sign up, or you can always just go to commando.com slash subscribe, or at the top, there's a button that says get newsletters, and you can sign up there. Put in your email address, say you want to get our alerts newsletter, and it'll be in your inbox. All right, Ben's going to take a look at the sleep device that has speakers in it that you put on your head and you look really, really cool. So Indeed. cool. Yes, very cool. <laughs> 
And we're also going to look at an exciting medical breakthrough that could save millions of lives. It's Tech Refresh from Kim Commando and friends and commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button and get these podcasts delivered to your device every single week. Uh, Tuesdays and Fridays is our launch dates. And Kim Commando Explains this week is an extra special podcast. You may remember on the show, we got a call from Dana, whose daughter was being stalked. Uh, Kim followed that up with some uh, amazing uh, People, including her friend, the uh, detect Richard, and then also Richard introduced us to Rico. Now, this podcast is a lot about Rico and his background, and he is a forensics expert and just uh, just an incredible guy. So don't miss that. Again, that's Kim Commando Explains. Find those by searching Commando, K-O-M-A-N-D-O, on your uh, favorite podcast device. All right, it's time for Ben's product review. The crowd goes wild. Ben, Yay! what do you got? Nice. Okay, who here has to sleep with some kind of noise in the background? I'm a white noise kind of person. White noise? Yeah. Music? Not okay. anymore. All right. Fan noise? Okay. Well, Barry has a CPAP machine. Oh, mm. okay. And Talk it about used, white noise. Oh, my gosh. It used to be like, I was like Darth Vader there. I'm your husband. But you got a quiet one. Oh. And so it is. It's like a little white noise. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. I can sleep with you next to me with that. So, yes. Yeah, so there's a little noise, but it's not bad. Well, there you go. So it's not just if you like to sleep hearing this noise, but it's, let's say you're trying to block something out like that or construction. So you might want to wear headphones. They're not comfortable if you're wearing, like headphones we're wearing right now, or earbuds. Try sleeping on your sides wearing those. It doesn't work. Yeah, you try, you or have to find them the next morning. that guy that swallowed them? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. cautionary tale. Seriously. I That's, mean, yeah. And then, you know, the next day he's like, mm, I got something caught in my throat. <laughs> yeah, looks like can't swallow water. I mean, that's just, oh, I can't. But, well, this company called Sleep Phones, they think they have a solution to the existing options out there with a headband. It's like a, you know, elastic headband. Like but the inside, 80s type of headband? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. look like, at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just you work out with it. It's like but, rainbow colors or... That means, you yeah, know, your, colors your wife probably looks at you and goes, God, Ben, you look so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going through my karate kid phase or my uh, whatever you call those workout videos from back then. Well, this headband has these two little squares on the inside, little sewn-in squares that have these flat speakers. And they just kind of connect to this little Bluetooth module at the back. And you put it on, you pair it with your phone, and you pick whatever you want to listen to, like on Apple Music or Spotify. And you go to sleep. And you know what? They're actually pretty comfortable. Really? Huh. You so lay on your side. And you you don't, could you listen know. to Tech Refresh before you, you go could to listen sleep. to Tech Refresh. Wow. You could listen to one of the other podcasts that we have. That's right. I fall Anything? asleep to Kim Commando Explains every night. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I stay up. All right. That didn't work like I planned. <laughs> the only considerations you really have to take into account when you're doing something like this. Uh, it's made out of polyester, a little bit of spandex, kind of thick. If if you're kind of a hot sleeper. I was going to say that doesn't breathe at all. That doesn't. Mm-mm. They make a lighter weight one, which I haven't tried, but this one is a little warm. Okay, so so you, you put this thing on, mm-hmm. you power it up, and whatever you want to listen to. Right. And then you go to sleep. You go to sleep. It's okay. got a battery supposed to last 10 hours. 
So does it turn off after 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, just all night? Just keeps going until you decide to, it's got a little button on the back so you can like tap the base of your skull to turn it off if you want, if you can't reach your phone. So. And how often do you have to charge it? Mm, it lasts 10 hours. So if you keep it going a whole night, you can only get one and a half nights. So it's a good idea just to charge it. But that's the thing I didn't like about it is the charger. I got one. It was called the Sleep Phones Effortless. Effortless because it's supposed to be some simple kind of charging process, like magnetic induction. So you have to take the headband, which has this little Bluetooth gadget inside, and connect it magnetically with the headband in the way to the charger. And it has to be lined up. Okay, so this sounds like It a took like five times. It was not effortless. Okay, so if yeah. you have to charge it before you go to sleep, you're like all anxious and anxiety because I can't, I can't get this <laughs> damn thing on here. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Okay. laughs> oh, okay, let's go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, now I'm not ready to sleep. Yeah, now I'm up. Go watch Seinfeld or something. But it's uh, that was my big complaint with it. 150 bucks, a little Ooh, high price for some of the options. $150. Yeah. Okay, they're making some, there's some big margins on this. There are. Now, this was a doctor who created this, and now it's company. So it actually has good reviews. I liked it. I wouldn't go for that version if I was to buy one. I If I stuck with that brand, it would be the $99 version. It's still okay. wireless, but it has the plug-in charger. Same thing, same, you know, battery life, options, all that but you wouldn't have to deal with that. Now, is there an option for a monthly subscription for something like sleep therapy or anything like that? <laughs> Not through them. Um, yeah, that would be an uh, add-on. I mean, yeah. I see this is where my mind goes. Okay, great product, but how do we make recurring revenues off of this? Yeah. Yeah, okay. meditation app in there. Exactly. Your sleep stories. Yeah, do we deal with calm? Yeah. Whatever it may be. Let's call them. Let's call them up. So you'd buy it, Ben, right? I would get it, yes. Just not that one. I would get the cheaper the step down. Wow. Do you have trouble sleeping? Does anybody have trouble sleeping? Sundays. Yes. For whatever reason. I've always got a lot of, on my mind about Sundays. what's ahead in the week. So, so I just like. So it's not anxiety about coming to work or anything. No, it's, it's just, just like thinking of all the stuff I got to. Yeah, it's like I got a lot to do. And it's like, I need some sleep. Well, you can't sleep. So it's just a cycle. I take melatonin. Mm-hmm. And so last night I took five milligrams. I normally take two. But I was like stressed and everything. I'm like, I'm going to take a, I mean, I, my head hit that pillow like at 1030 and at 730, I was like, Oh, hi, good morning. Ooh. Oh, it felt so good. That's awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. One of those every once in a while. Yeah, you always, need that. always nice. Now, is it like, does that give you the crazy dreams? Like I know it's natural and all that, but I've heard like people had like, um, very I don't vivid really think, dreams. I don't think of me, you know, Bouncing off of mountains is crazy. I think that's incredible. <laughs> like Neil Armstrong? Like, yes, like exactly. Okay. I didn't have a problem with that, Ben. Jeez. A little harsh today, aren't you? And Allie, we've got a medical breakthrough that could save millions of lives. Yeah, researchers say a new blood test is effective at identifying over 50 cancers that normally go undetected in early stages. This is incredible. The test is called Gallery. It's from a company called Grail. And it's now commercially available in the U.S. in all states except New York. And it can be ordered by healthcare professionals for patients who are 50 and older or anybody at risk for cancer. It will be a few years before something like this can be used as a go-to diagnostic tool. Um, the test has not been okayed by the Food and Drug Administration quite yet. Uh, Grail will seek full approval in 2023. But this is some pretty amazing stuff. Uh, the blood test correctly detected when cancer was present in over 50% of cases, and it has a really low false positive rate, which is 
pretty important too. In cases where cancer was detected, the test could identify 88.7% of the time where it was in the body. Right now, there are really only four cancer tests that are recognized as effective by the National Cancer Institute. So this multi-cancer test is really groundbreaking. That's what the Mayo Clinic said about it. And it's really meant to complement all these existing cancer screening tests. Gallery was developed using a machine learning algorithm. It recognizes patterns. So the test looks for signals in the blood that might be associated with the cancer. Um, DNA is shed by different tumors, and it can pick those out and analyze someone's blood to see exactly what's going on with them. So this is this is some pretty incredible stuff. Wow. It's only a matter of time before that's going to be in every physical that you go to, right? Absolutely. And if you go to your doctor now and say, gallery, do, we, do you have it? Is he going to know about it? Or is there someplace on commando.com where they can find out more about it? Or Yeah, I would definitely recommend go to the gallery website, look at the information. If you are interested in this, show your doctor. Um, they might look into it themselves. But yeah, doctors can order it. Um, this can be used for diagnostics right now. Amazing. Thank you, Allie. Uh, If you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcast at commando.com. Again, that's podcast at commando.com. On behalf of Kim, Ben, and Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. 